Can you just take a moment to just welcome your, your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're welcome. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to, to see your face. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You're all welcome. I welcome us all. Uh, it's good to see our faces again. Amen. Hope we have had a wonderful time. Hope our week was uh, beautiful. Everybody's doing great. All right. Uh, good to see our faces again. Uh, Sir Kelvin, welcome. Thank you for all that you do. Amen. Uh, Nusa and Benjamin, welcome. And uh, Betty, good to see you. Uh, Debbie, sorry. I said Betty. It's Debbie. I don't know why the two names. It's Debbie. Sorry. Debbie, good to see you. Uh, and uh, Idunu, good to see you too. Awesome, awesome. And uh, uh, my lovely wife, thank you <laughs> for helping us. Amen. Amen. Lord, increase you. Lord, increase grace and oil. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, the Lord has been faithful to us and he has been gracious. He has been merciful. He has been kind. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, I think we might need to give the online volume, the online one, just a little bit of volume. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. Amen. Um, I mean, I was so happy to be here today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, just before we continue, I would like to just ask uh, if maybe from the past teachings we have any question uh, just before I proceed. Um, do you have any question? No question, no question, no question, okay. I know you're smiling. You have a question? No, okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, thank Jesus. I think um, I'll just continue from where we stopped on Tuesday. And uh, we'll see where God will take us. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Okay. Let's just pray before we continue. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the grace that you've given us to be here. To be thou exalted. Lord, as we go into the word, we ask, Father, for guidance. We ask for your spirit. Lord, I pray that you make my tongue, tongue of a ready writer. Lord, that I will pick your heart. That I would pick your tongue this morning. Lord, not my own tongue, not my own heart, but to pick yours accurately for the blessing of your people. Lord, uh, I, I acknowledge my weakness. Lord, that I don't have any wisdom even to, to speak to your people. You only give wisdom. Only you supply. Lord, we pray this morning that we will supply wisdom for your word. In the name of Jesus. Lord, Alfil Loma Eve Elsire. But we pray this morning for the right heart posture Amen. to find entrance Amen. in the name of Jesus. Saota Eliva Eliva Nama Emerene Elisa Elsayama Elsayama Fenimesoraya Eljanaya Hernasaya Fama. Lord, we pray. This morning, this morning, for great help Amen. for every heart. Amen. Father, we want to receive all that you have. So we come in meekness with our hearts bowed, yes. bowed before you. Lord, we ourselves and our own wisdom are not wise, but we submit to your wisdom. We submit to your spirit. Holy Spirit, Spirit of the Father, we ask, Father, that you, you will guide thoughts Amen. this morning. You will guide hearts into your will. Amen. Into your will. Amen. Father, we ask that every inhibition that is stopping, that might stop your flow this morning, we ask, Father, for grace. To overcome Amen. grace, to align our hearts rightly, Amen. to receive you. from you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. For in Jesus' name, in a kind, a cause of a kind. In a kind, in a kind, a come a kind. In a kind, a come of a kind. Emmenta, Emmakaita, Emmeta Henta kind. Heremeta Vanamasi, Heremasia, Heremas, Tema, Temasia, Temasia, Makaya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Imaranamosu.
crying. Never remember suffering in a single Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, come Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Hell now. Hell now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen also. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, praise the Lord. I know we are gathered here again and um, we thank God for his mercy. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Mm, okay. All right. Can we go to Genesis chapter 1? Chapter 2, actually. Um, we'll see how God will, would help us. Amen. Um, there's a pointer in my heart, but uh, just looking for, for ways and grace. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we read uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse. Genesis chapter 2, verse. Uh, we read from verse 6. Amen. So it says, But there went up a mist. Uh, you know what? Let me actually read from verse 5. It says, And every plant of the field. Before it was in the earth, so they were talking about the generations of things that the Lord created. That's from verse 4. Verse 4 says, These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created. So chapter 1 talks about creation, right? Um, and then chapter 2, they, be, they began to talk about seven days the Lord rested. So they said on verse 4, These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth. So they talked about the generations of the heavens and of the earth, right? When they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, right? And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew, right? So for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. So the Lord God has not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. There was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. 
and breath into his nostril the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Amen. Amen. So man became a living soul. Praise the Lord. Now, on, I think on Tuesday we started talking about the two most important things, right, that has to do with creation. Uh, that, I mean, that has to do with um, setting, if I will use that word, right? There's a, there's a way God set. Amen. Amen. So there's a way God set things to be. Set. Uh, it's not just, when, the word, when you hear the word set, the God, and God, I have set, like they said to Lucifer, I have set the soul, right? Set, that uh, the scripture is referring to, is talking about creation and formation, put together. By the time um, something is set, it has been formed in a way. Amen? So, uh, God was... Uh, creating in the beginning, right? And then he first, so when you use the word, amen, hallelujah. I think this thing is a bit loud, just tiny. Can I use it a bit? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So please follow me. Uh, I'll try as much as possible to, to finish quickly. But anyways, you can have a hope. Last, last, two. We have to get out of here. So by two, we are, we are out of here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, you know, there's a way the Lord said things. Sometimes for blessing to, to rest... Sometimes the Lord takes us through journeys. You know, most of the limitations in receiving from God sometimes is our own weakness in a way, right? That sometimes we'll be wondering, Lord, can't you just go straight to the point? God, just go straight to the point and let's get out of here. But God knows our heart. He knows, he knows how to arrive at the end of our strength. And the truth of the matter is that most of the, it's the end of our strength. That's when God comes. Like Paul was saying, right? He said, ah, I've besought the Lord three times for these three things, but the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for this. He said, my strength is made perfect in the weakness. Right? And that weakness also is a kind of meekness right? that our heart must come into. Right, a heart posture that just says, Lord, truly, I need you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, me too, once in a while, in a while, in a, sometime past, I'll be wondering, when, when, are we, when are we finishing this? Can we just go home? Can we just go home? You know, but after a while, the Lord began to give capacity. Amen. Then we discover that sometimes the Lord just does that to wait for the heart. Do you want me? So sometimes message can be going on like for 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, and then the Lord is just waiting for that moment. Sometimes 
we might be the reason why the message is even long. Just doing that. But the, the truth of the matter is that the Lord, the truth of the matter is that the things of the spirit is not is not like A and B. Because you've done this all of a sudden. No. God decides there's judgment in heaven and things that they look at. Most of the time they look at heart and they just see, okay, how is heart positioned? Right? And then some, they will just check. Maybe there's an angel God sent and when the angel come and then you look, ah, daddy, uh, these men are not ready. Oh. What should we do? Then, okay, you know, let me just carry the blessing and go. Sometimes, maybe the angel will have patience. You know, like, when there's an angel they sent with uh, Moses, that one does not have any patience. Because say, be careful with that angel, though, because I've not programmed mercy inside that angel. If you misbehave, you are dead. Right? But maybe the Lord can also allow angels to come and then check. They are not ready. Okay, let me wait. Maybe perhaps, maybe after a while, their heart would move. Amen. And what the Lord is just looking for is just meekness. Just say, that's just it. Right? That's how blessing land. Meekness in the heart for the heart to receive. And just, that meekness is one thing. It's always saying to you, God, I need you. God, I need you. There is no way a heart to be positioned like that and God won't land. Right? Because he said, to this man will I look. He who is of a contrite heart and a broken spirit. Amen. So most of the time, to really take from God, we just have to let go our own. Okay, Lord, I give you my own today. Let me take from you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, please, let's not be bored about uh, the message and let's see what the Lord has for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Okay, so they were talking about, let me go back to Genesis chapter 2. Amen. Um, the... The heavens and the earth were created, right? And then God has finished creation in chapter 1, right? And after creation, there's the other part, which is the formation of things, right? So creation and formation. Um, and of course, formation is the, is the other aspect of things that as a man is possible to miss, right? Because we always think that formation is part of creation, but not really. Creation is easy, quick. The Lord said, let there be, and there was. Let there be, and there was, right? But when you now look at chapter 2, they now began to explain to us that that these things were the generation, right? These are the generations of the heavens and of the when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heaven. So they are telling us clearly here that they finished creation, right? Now, say every plant of the field before it was in the earth. So clearly, the earth was, if you, if you see the earth, of chapter 1, right, is not the same as the earth in chapter 2. Because other things began to happen in chapter 2, right? So the earth of chapter 1, when you look at it, you actually see nothing there. It's possible what you're just seeing is a earth that does not have any plant, right? It has waters, right? Maybe animals, I mean, 
but you notice that they were not really, really, really complete. The, the, the grass were not there. The forming has not happened. Amen. Amen. The forming of things haven't happened yet. Now, what does that mean? There's something that that that's, is saying to us that creation is not the only thing. Formation is formation is as as important as creation, right? Because without formation, the things created won't appear. Amen. Praise the Lord. So it says, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. Amen. So, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostril the breath of Life. So the God there went up a mist. So now when I see God doing another work, right, to take the dust, form from the dust, then now form what you what you call, what you are calling the man you see today, right? Of course, man was already created in chapter one in the spirit, right? Now it was in the spirit. But it does not yet appear. Amen. Then the earth, right, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. So the Lord God made the earthly suit for man, right? And then God began to form man. So that is forming. God formed man of the dust of the ground, but it's not done. Then and breath into his nostril, the breath of Life, right? So that's really now the center of what I'm trying to excavate. Amen. Now God breathed into his nostrils, right? The breath of life. Now, breath, of course, like we're saying, breath is spirit. So what God used in formation is actually spirit. Amen. So what God used in formation. Is spirit, not just for uh, play or just, you know. You know, God is very particular about how he do things. God is not, uh, God does not do things by mistake, right? Like God did not create man by mistake. He didn't create. So, of course, you'd be wondering what's the most important thing on earth after all creation. You say he's man, Right? Man is important. Now, why did he create all the animals before him? It's not an accident, right? Because it's very intentional. There's a reason for all those things that God created. Funny enough, they were, they were somehow an expression of the man is going to create, right? Somehow, it's an expression of the man is going to create. So there's a way, there's a wisdom in which God creates. Doesn't just do things. So you may wonder, okay, maybe we just have now. The Lord was already was just was just talking about in a way. To be honest, in a way, it seems like God was just setting a state of the of the man is about to bring forth on the earth, right? So you see the animals, you see the you see the birds, the fishes, all of those things. The truth of the matter 
is that those things actually, they came from man. Right? They're actually out of man. God found in all those things. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because if you check man, right, the composition of man, right, is, when you look at it, really, is both water and earth. Right? Now, when God divided the earth, right, he divided, he moved, so water covers the earth. So he moved the waters to one side. He moved the earth to another side. God calls it earth. So water and uh, water and earth, those two were the, were, the, were, the, were the two things you see initially, right? Before he started talking about heaven. Okay, so I mean, of course, he talked about heaven, so firmament. But if you look at it, firmament is also made with waters, right? Firmament, cloud. When you look into firmament, when you look into clouds, what you see there are waters. Amen. Praise the Lord. So when you look at man, you have two things, water, land. Then when you now look at how God now created all the animals, he created, he created animals that can swim, which is animals in water. Then he created animals on the land. Right? Now you can classify the one that fly too, as on the, on the land as well. I mean, eventually, after they fly, they will have to land somewhere. They can't fly forever. Right? If you, if you take a bird that keeps flying and keeps flying and keeps flying and keeps flying and did not land, one day it's going to just die. In short, it won't last long. In as much as the heavens is their playground, they, they have relationship with the earth such that they must find their food on earth, right? They have to come to the earth to find their food. Amen. So if you look at it, there's, just, there's mainly two categories, land animals, water animals, right? Now when you now look at it, the way God tied them to Adam, right? God, after God now created him, right? Now said, have dominion on these things. Amen. It says, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Right, so he's saying to them to have dominion. Of course, it will be difficult for him to have dominion over them if the, if the control, right, is not in him. Right. So if the control of those things God created is not in him, he can't really have dominion over them. Right? Because if you ask, or if you look at, and a good example is if you look at today, right? You look at a man. If you move near a lion, what's going to happen? The lion is going to tear you apart. But in the beginning, it was not like that, right? In the beginning, um, you see Adam probably petting uh, a lion on the head, rubbing their head and you know, playing and, and gisting. Maybe they can't talk, visit the blood. They can talk. Later, right, God now brought the animals to him and said to him, you know what? Name these animals, whatever you call them, 
That's what their name will be, right? It's difficult to name something that you don't own. Right? And then you can look at the process of naming a child. Can you name a child you didn't give it to? <laughs> right? I mean, the people that, oh, that give naming to, to babies, somehow they have some kind of, first of all, of course, the parent. And when you look at it, the baby came out of them, both the father and the mother, right? When the baby comes out, then they look at the child, okay, let's name, we will name this child. Imagine you give birth to somebody, and then somebody you don't know from anywhere came and said, ah, you gave birth, let's name this child. This child shall be called Olubade. You'll be wondering, thank you. Who are thou? I know thou not. Where are you, where are you from? Right, so clearly, you won't be like, no, 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 sorry. Even if, they, if whatever name they give, it won't, it won't stand. Okay, Oliver, yes, yes, okay. The what happens? The parents will just carry their child and name the child what they want to name the child, right? Because in a way, they have responsibility and they, they have right to name the child. So if you look at that relationship between Adam and the animals, you'll see that clearly he has a right to name them because somehow they came out of him, right? And because they came out of him, he, he, has the, he has the spirit of naming them. So when he sees them, he will look inside him because all those animals are from his spirit. When I say spirit, I'm not just talking about the Holy Ghost, okay? that is inside of him. I'm talking about the spirit that makes him up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about what? The spirit that makes Adam up. So that spirit is where the instruction of naming Right? is coming from. Praise the Lord. So we have, we have Adam with spirit. You'll be wondering, uh-uh, but there's no Holy Ghost. Where did he get spirit from? What is spirit then? Okay, you notice that the Holy Ghost has always, has always been on, on ground before Adam even was created, right? But even at that, it was not Holy Ghost that he was using to name, right? So, what, like, if you look at what I was uh, saying here in chapter 2, in his make, right? In his make, what made him up is a things, Holy Ghost designed. Amen. A things, Holy Spirit, What? Designed. God help me. Sing. Father, my heart. Help, 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 Jesus, help. Amen. 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 So, in the make of, of Adam, right? Now, this thing I'm saying, some, some, let, let's, just, let's just go. Let's just go together and follow God, right? 
there, there's where some God is going to. Amen. So there is, the, in the make of Adam, right, there is, there is what Holy Ghost put together to form him that is part of his inheritance. I'm hoping, this picture I'm painting, I want you to zoom into the beginning. Now, let, let your mind move into the beginning. Forget, forget the earth, forget see this building, forget it, forget um, you know, the activity. Okay, we we'll go to work, forget all of that now. And just, just move into the spirit and begin to, to see things in the beginning. Right? Now, why I'm saying this is that that perspective gives help to a lot of things. If you want to understand the, the way things are, now, the way things flow, you need to be able to move into the beginning and see the order of things naturally. Why? Because it's by that you will actually see your inheritance. When I say inheritance, it will be clear. Oh, where am I on earth here? What am I here for? I can tell you clearly what you are here for, right? By default, what you are here for is not just to grow up, get a nice job, go to school, get a nice job, marry, start having kids. No, that's not, that's not just what you are here for. Right? What you are here for is not just um, to discover anything. You're not just here to discover anything new. Right? You're not here to, to be the richest man on earth. Right? Why am I saying so? Because th- these are the things that souls engage in, in thoughts, right? You're not here on earth to make one billion dollars. I mean, of course, I'm not saying you can't make it. Um, I'm not saying you can't make one billion dollars. Um, so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't want to say that one. The first thing, I, was, I, I, I don't know why that. Usually, I don't know why that usually touch hearts sometimes. I don't know. You know, you just hear you. You know, you you're not here to be a billionaire. You be like. But I like billion dollars. <laughs> what are you trying to say? No, what I'm saying is that billion dollar is nothing. You can have it, you still have nothing. Right? No, now Reverend used to make a, give an example. Clear example, and it made sense to me. You know, for example, now, if I give you one million dollar now, what will first be ha- what will first happen to you? Happy, excited. I mean, let me not forget what I'm about to say. Amen. But the moment, the moment you give that same one million dollar to a child, a little child, what happens? They can They don't know what it is. They have no clue. They don't care about it. What, they, what do they do with it? They, they can even take the bag, look all the money inside, start tearing it. <laughs> You'll be laughing at your daddy, <laughs> mommy. Just start tearing. And then somebody that have age, grown, that know what that thing is. We start saying, no, you don't pray away the What money? This is this is money. He's talking about two things. There are things you and I are awoken to that a child is not yet awoken to. And that speaks volume. There's something. Now, I understand that we have responsibilities and all that, right? But there's, there's something about the instruction, the workings, the arrangement 
of understanding within that makes soul respond to money that way. If you wonder, okay, because we can give exa- we can give excuse. A, ch- a child doesn't know what a man. Yes, he does not. But are they surviving? Yes. See that aspect of a child surviving does not care about working. I'm not saying you work, but just looking at the relationship where the responsibility of the care is on the parent. That's exactly how we are to God. To be honest, we should be innocent towards money the same way a child is innocent towards money. Right? One day, I think we went out and then they gave Olive money. They just gave her like $10. I was just wondering, okay, oh, I was already, okay, thank you, so And then she just carried the money. Just, ah, mommy, take, just continue playing. I'm like, ah, this thing is true. It's like there's, there's just something, she, she's not awoken to that, what that thing is at all. But as another to be wondering, ah, ah, you can't just throw away money now. What, the point I'm trying to make is that something is awoken in the hearts of men that makes them see things the way we, we see them, that set men to see those things the way they are. That thing is a major, is a major fault in creation, right? It's a major, it's that thing that brings that awareness is what they call sin, really. So what we call sin, sin is what brings the awareness. So the awareness about the money is not that they have responsibility to people. They're just, they're just an awareness to money, right? That in a way it's like if I don't have it, I'm, I'm gone. There's something about that that is just limiting to man. And it's something that brought that kind of arrangement. It is a life it's called sin. And that life was not originally there in the beginning. I think that's where I'm going, and then I'll, I'll quickly move there. Amen. That life was not there at all. But let's see, Adam, uh, as I was saying. So the Lord God, uh, amen, formed Adam already. So in Adam's make, right, he has what you call spirits inside of him. In short, the reason why he could have spirit inside of him is because he was formed with spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is helping me. I'm going somewhere. He was formed with spirit. That's what makes. So when you, in the beginning, when you take Adam apart, right, and you begin to open him up, pieces him, check him, okay, let's cut your leg. Right? Of course, his spirit is not in his physical body, but of course, to be honest, but his body wore the glory of the spirit inside of him. So when I say spirit, like I was saying, I think that area, I have to clarify a bit. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, talk, I'm not just talking about the measure of the Holy Ghost that he has. Amen. I'm not just talking about the measure of the Holy Ghost that he has. I'm talking about the things Holy Spirit can put in him. Or let me put it this way, and we were praying earlier this morning, the kind of treasures that Holy Ghost can form men with. You know, Holy Ghost is a, 
is a, is a master, is a master of formation. He knows how to form. Do you know how to fell Karda, right? You know that Holy Spirit was in charge of the creations of heavens and the earth. If he was in charge, he said, the Spirit of the Lord was moving, and God said, let there be. Who was going for? The word was going for, yes, but there's a spirit behind the word, right? The word created all things, but there's a spirit behind the word. They said, and there's a reason why they introduced us. Please, let's follow this, this you know, teaching. I, I, I sense that there's something God wants to, wants to say to us. Amen. Amen. So there is what the Lord used to create, right? So they introduced, the, the, the Genesis introduced us, right? Genesis chapter 1. The introduction is like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let me read so it's clear, right? And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit, you see, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. You see that? So that's the introduction. And the spirit of God moved upon the faces of the waters. Right? Upon the face, rather, of the water. So the introduction in the beginning is God and his, and the spirit. So pretty much they introduced the Godhead. Right? Because later they didn't, they, they, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't really say it here. Later, we, but he's there if you look at it. Later, it was John that made us see it that there's another part of the Godhead apart from God and the Spirit, which is the Word. So, there is, when you look at this operation in the beginning, right, you have the God, the Father, or God. Then you have the part of the Godhead, the Spirit of God, right? So they introduce us. And then you now have the word of God combined with the spirit that began to move upon the earth to create. So the word and the spirit. So the spirit is, an, is a key aspect of the Godhead that everybody must know and must be aware of. So they, you, have, you have, and there's a way to understand this too. You see, there's a, this is a form that's telling us about God. No God has many forms. Right? When I say God has many forms, like we're saying, was it on Tuesday or Saturday, that God has layers that you have to peel off. You have to, you have, the truth about the way God is designed is that God is designed as a mystery. Right? And the mystery of his design is not for himself. Right? The, uh, let me put it this way. The, the way God arranged himself to be known, because he is a mystery, the way he arranged it is that you must find pleasure in unlocking him. That, that there's, there's a way he's designed around. Okay? So if any soul must find God, you can't be just be, okay, let me just sit down and play. Mm-mm. He made sure that there are different levels that. The first level is little. You don't have to do much about it. You just have to believe. Then later, you start telling you, no, it's not just about that. There's more to me than just believing. In short, 
the truth of the matter is that every soul know. Because God put time in souls that at the right time, the clock of your soul should be ticking towards a direction. It should be ticking. How? It should be ticking towards God. What just happens is that Satan just comes and just puts all kinds of distraction around it. Right? The truth of the matter, if we want to simplify everything, you know that the vocation of our life is really to just discover God. You can discover, just that the way God has created things is that you can discover him in anything. Right? If you look at what God created, you can discover him in plant, you can discover him in tree, water, man. The, most, the easiest way to discover him is look at man. Simple. Okay, but if you miss that, no problem. Let's move into plant, stone, all those things. Okay, fine. In short, anything God created, you can find him inside of that. It's a design. That's why it's possible for people to start um, researching on things. Now, for example, now do you know how many people have dedicated their life to researching ants, plants, um, what else? Just different, thing, different things in creations, right? But if you check it, those learning are not ending. The truth of the matter is that it won't end. Because the person that created them does not end. In short, the wisdom used in creating them is, too, is so much that you can spend your entire lifetime researching creation. And you will never touch God. And in that, you've not, you've not touched God. But because there's a way God, in a way, it's almost like a work of redemption. God puts his knowledge in everything. In such that if you are researching things too much, God can do it in such a way that somehow by mercy you can find him in there. So there's a, there is a, there is the, the vocation of souls really is to launch into finding. We are actually machines of research. That's what man is created for. Man is a, is a machine of researching who? A person? God. Amen. Let me quickly move back. So you have in the beginning, right, where... God, they introduced us to the. Ah, will help me. We'll, we'll finish quickly. So they introduced us to the Godhead, right? They introduced us to the Godhead. I, I, I like Bible, and the reason why I like Bible is that God is not mistaken. God could have allowed all kinds of things to be written in the beginning, right? God could have done that, but God didn't do that, right? God made sure that when you read your Bible, the first page you open talks about him. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then they talked about the spirit of God moving upon the face of the waters. Right? So there's a form, that's a, that's a the Godhead being revealed in a way. Then you have the word here. Right? You have the word here because things were created according to Genesis chapter two. Sorry, first John. Sorry, not first John. According to the book of John chapter one, right? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God, right? All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made. So all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made. Excuse me, that was made. Was not anything meaning that the word was. Part of creation. 
So you don't so but you didn't see Jesus then, but he's, he's there as the word. Later, they now told us that the word became flesh, right? In that book of John, and dwelt amongst us. Is that, that one too is another mystery. Right? Is another word. Mystery of how God can come into flesh. You know, it's, a, it's a serious mystery. If you and I look at it in the natural, there's no way you can. How? I mean, but how? How? But somehow, God arrived at a virgin birth. Right? When you hear things like this about God, does it not excite? Ah, don't get us to just want to know this person called Jesus, called God. Amen. So God arrived somehow in the flesh, virgin birth. That one is also a mystery. Imagine somebody just conceived, bam. Ah, it take happen now. We know how this happened. A man must come. A woman must come. Something must happen. And then what happens? Gang, child. But this one, no. This one, no. So what happened is that the Spirit came upon Mary. Right? The Spirit came upon Mary. And then all of a sudden, Mary was pregnant. That tells us something. That God, or let's just, let's tie this, I want to tie it to. The Spirit has, there are things in the Holy that can make, that can create. So that the Spirit, you just that when things is full, when things are full of Spirit, all kinds of creation can happen. Amen. Amen. To be honest, okay, this one, I'm just, I just want to show you a picture. It's possible. You know, they were telling us that before things were shown in Genesis, it's possible that it's after, it's after Adam came, then things just started coming out of him, all those animals. They were just appearing. All of, everything that God has created now began to appear the moment he landed. Right? Because they were telling us that there was no, there was no tree. If there was no tree, no herb, that means all the herb-eating animal would be starving until Adam came. Right? So it's possible it just appeared and all those things appear. But I'm just saying it's possible. Right? But the, the spirit is, a, is an important aspect of both creation and formation. So it's the spirit that is in charge of those two things. Creation and formation is spirit. Right? But I just want to, I want to show something about God. And, and his form, the way, the way God, like just in how, since the beginning up until now, forms that God has taken to show himself. Amen. So, let's, so you now see that in the beginning you have God and spirit and the word. Right? Okay. But it's a different kind of manifestation later on the earth. Because when the word came, Still, God is the Godhead. Amen. Let's read First uh, John chapter five, I believe. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, so, First John 
chapter 5. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Fortune chapter 5, verse <coughs> 5. Let me read from 5, verse 5 to 8. But 8 is where I'm going. It says, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. Right? Well, by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness. Because the Spirit is truth. Say, for there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. So this heaven they're talking about, that they bear record in heaven, they're, talking about, they're, they're actually referring to the beginning. Right? Where you have the Father, you have the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. This operation is what you see in the beginning, right? You see that operation in the beginning. And then later, they talked about another operation. So, and there are three that bear witness in earth, right? The spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. So what is common in the two is spirit. So you have the word, Father, Spirit. Then on earth you have Spirit, water, and blood. Amen. Now, of course, the water and blood aspect is, is a curriculum in Christ. Amen. Amen. So the water and blood aspect is still is, is that they are talking about is the word that has taken another form. So it's a curriculum, the water and blood is a curriculum in Christ that souls must partake of. But it is an earthly operation. So today, perhaps, if you see Jesus, even though the word was made flesh, but somehow, I mean, it's still the word of God. Right? So that when you see him in heaven, you will see Jesus. But you will see Jesus, the word. That has become, but that has the word that has formed water and blood, right? There's a there's a mystery there too, in the sense that, of course, Jesus had to come, die, and go. Then you now have man and God together, right? So G- Jesus is a God man. Praise the Lord, right? But what I wanted to bring out of that verse is there's two. There's one that that they. they they can't take away is the spirit. Right? Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because the spirit is, is the way I'm saying it is that the spirit is the converter. Without the spirit, you can't convert things from here to there or from there to here. The spirit is the converter. It's the one that ensures so that, you know, you know that when something is just full of the spirit, things can begin to appear. Things that were not there before can begin to appear. Amen. 
things that were missing can begin to appear. Amen. All the, the beauty of the spirit is that it has creative ability. I don't know if I can use that word, but the thing is that inside the spirit, when you are in the spirit, all kinds of things can happen. When I say all kinds of things, all kinds of creation. The same way Adam was created, you know, there's a, there's a, they just told us that Adam was created, but there's, when you look into the spiritual aspect of it, there are things that moved into the creation of Adam that formed him for him to stand. That when you begin to pieces them, you begin to see all kinds of work, all kinds of, all kinds of, all kinds of creation actually inside of him. Amen. Praise the Lord. For some of us, I mean, we'll probably quickly just get the message here, but there's a way I'm going. But what I'm saying also this, to just give us a sign, is that no matter what it is that every soul is missing spiritually, no matter what it is, the answer really is in the Holy Ghost. If souls can launch into the spirit, whatever souls are missing can fountain. It does not matter what has happened. It doesn't matter how things have been formed. Holy Ghost can recreate. But for things to change, it has to happen in the spirit. But let's, let me go further, right? We're seeing what I was coming from. That is, we see that Adam was created in the beginning, right? I don't know. This kind of message is, the way it's flowing is slow. And, you know, and as, as, with slow speaking, you know, it's not powerful. Ah! No, it's easy to just rest, right? But let's both work together. Amen. Okay, I have 30 minutes there about more. So I try to I try to end, but we'll see how far we can go. But I think I'm arriving at I don't know, but let me know. But I think I'm arriving somewhere. Amen. So the what I'm seeing here is that the spirit, the spirit, the spirit is the is the master. Is the master of creation. Amen. Is the master of creation. The spirit is the one that forms and put things in place. Like they introduced the spirit in the beginning, right? And then creation began to happen. His spirit. So when Adam was created, there were things Holy Ghost created in him. Right? Or let me use the word. There are things that were formed in him. Amen. Now, what I want to tie that to is that the things formed in the spirit, or the things formed by the spirit in Adam, is called, they are spirit things. You can call them spirit. Now, in scripture, you see uh, two spirits there. When I say two spirits, when it comes to lettering, you have the spirit with capital S, and then you have spirit with small letter S, right? Now, the capital S always refers to the what? To the Holy Ghost, to the Holy Spirit. Whenever you see the capital S, they are referring to the person of the Holy Spirit, right? And then when you see the letter S, there's what they are referring to, and it's not the Holy Ghost, right? What they are referring to are things Holy Ghost gives, Right? The things Holy Ghost gives for formation 
right? Those things can, can be the frame of a man. And those things have expression. There's a way they express. Amen. So if you look into the beginning, you can see how they express. Right? When Adam was created, there were things formed in him. He was formed with spirit altogether. And that's why I can relate with creation the way he was relating with them. Because creations were created spiritually. They have spiritual canopy. Amen. Amen. So they have what? They have spiritual canopy. They were created spiritually. Now, where I am centering into is that every life that God created was meant to happen in the spirit. Amen. When I say in the spirit, I want to also make it clear. I'm not saying in, when you are in the spirit, you know most of the time I hear, I'm in the spirit, I'm in the spirit. It's always one kind, spooky, I'm in the spirit. Okay, so I'm seeing things now. No, 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 no. So there is, or when they say, for example, now, you can be here, right? And there's, there's an also a spiritual world, right? Which is also part of creation, right? For example, heavenly, if you have angels, there's a way angels are, right? And the way angels are, praise the Lord, the way angels are, they are not like that here, Right? For, for you to see an angel, you must go into, or God must enable some kind of strength, right, for souls to move into the, uh, into the materiality of where those things are, right? So when you have an angel come now, the angel will, will stand. The angel might be here, we may not see it. For us to see it, God needs to add a touch to our eyes, Right, it touched our eyes to 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 increase what we are seeing, or to increase the ability of our sight in a way. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! To increase what the ability of our sight in a way, and then when the ability is given, then we can see into the realm of the spirit, right? But that is a that is a different place. But there's another place called in the spirit is the world of the Holy Ghost. That is the world that Adam was in. Even though there's some earthly dimension to it, heavenly dimension to it, when it comes to the materiality of things created, but the, the world that Adam was created in is in that one, in the Holy Ghost. Meaning that things were actually meant to be related to Right? Spiritually. Right? Yeah. Everything was designed to be a spiritual experience. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everything was meant to be what? A spiritual experience. Nothing should be void of spirit. Nothing should be void of the Holy Spirit. Because he's the master of spirit. Amen. So God formed Adam as a spirit. Amen. Inside of him are things which he was using to relate with the garden. So because of his state, that was why he was able to relate with the garden. So all the vocation of Adam was actually in the spirit. In the spirit is where Adam 
was supposed to find the tree of life and partake of that tree and eat of it. Right? This, those are the vocations. So the simplicity of Adam's vocation is that interact with this world, eat of this, and then take another glorified spiritual state. Right? Which is an elevation of his spirits. Things inside of him. Things that make him up. What make people up are spirits. Both good or bad. As a, as a living soul, and that's why we come back to living soul. Now, living soul, that's the aspect of living soul, living soul, living soul, living soul. This living soul aspect, we've talked and talked and talked about it for some time. Living soul, it's good to, it's good to, to understand living soul. Because then you begin to understand your true, what your true capabilities are. Amen. Imagine, imagine a guy that just came and then looked at something and said, you know, you shall be called lion. You shall be called bread. You shall be called, not bread, sorry. You shall be called, <laughs> you shall be called lion. You shall be called uh, tiger. You shall be called chicken. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Is somebody hungry? <laughs> why, did, why did I say bread? It's like it's like it's like bread is this thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's somehow somehow the, the thought of our mind now. So you know, those scripture says labor not for the bread that meets the pressure. We know that meat is also called bread, right? And then the scripture says, give us this day our daily bread. So wait, wait, wait. It's like it's like somebody's hungry. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If we are hungry, don't worry about it. Funny enough, I think there's bread there. Hey, you see, it's not a mistake. <laughs> Amen. Somebody's thinking bread right now. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the thought of bread can be in different shapes and forms. You know, sometimes it can be in the form of, no bread can be rice, can be chicken, you know. <laughs> Can be rice and stew, you know. Can be, you know, you're just just imagining right now, just imagining some kind of rice and stew that should be at home. You're like, ah, this rice, man. When I when I when I pounce on this rice, you know, it's okay, it's all right. You pass on the rice. Funny enough, that was good. I'm so random. I finish. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But the way the way Benjamin is laughing, it's like it's like there's a real. <laughs> It's like there's a reality about this rice or bread. Amen. And why are you looking at Nosa? Nosa, are you thinking of rice or bread? <laughs> Benji, what do you mean? It's like you know something, I don't know. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, praise the Lord. I think we're rounding up. I think I'm just, I'm just going to center on these things. Amen. Um, is that... One thing that is certain is that God wants us to understand this aspect of, of spirit, right? Apart from the Holy Ghost, there's what Holy Ghost gives, which is spirit. And those things are what they call treasures. They are, they are spiritual treasures. If you have them, you will be a great, you, I want you to say commodity, you'll be a great, you'll be a great, a master of creation in the spirit. You'll be a great creation 
So he that is born is a new creation. Right? You'll be a great creation. You'll be some kind of creation. The, the kind of creation you'll be is that one that is in the beginning. Although even much more better. But for us to say that we have to see this guy called Adam, the way he was created, the way he was made, what he was formed with. Right? Do you think inside Adam, and, and, and again, okay, what are these treasures you're talking about? They are things that God has. For really, they, is, when they were creating Adam, they actually cut out of God to make him. And it's not only him that was made like that. It was actually all creation. They cut something out of God. Then they, they, they use what they cut then to make. Angels in heaven, they actually cut, cut out of God. Created and they are set in a way. And their vocation is tied to him and only him alone. Now imagine, imagine an angel come here. Now, how many of us you know? I know most of us. Ah, okay, we're all from, okay. So how many of us have heard all those stories of maybe one man of God will come and say, you know what, I was in the spirit and I saw one huge angel, you know. And we like that kind of thing. Or maybe a man of God will come and, and as he's ministering, all of a sudden he can just start healing. Hey, there's healing here. Yeah, you'll be healed. How many of us, when we, have we encountered that before? Uh-huh. How many of us, when we see that, we are excited? Ah, this kind of thing. Ah, can I, can I operate this kind of thing? You know, it's not something that people say out loud, you know. Yeah. Just somewhere there, somehow, you know, somehow. Even though you'll be wondering, ah, oh, maybe we just minister to me something, you know. Maybe go, or a prophet coming, just start talking to you about your life. Huh? Jude, I saw you three days ago. You were under the tree. And then you saw a beautiful lady, and then you were looking at her. Jide, the Lord said, that's not your wife. <laughs> no, that, that kind of thing. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's something, that kind of thing, I will be wondering. But what's going on here? Ha! This man of God is seeing, you know? this man of God is a powerful man of God. Wow. And then when that kind of thing happens, you always be excited. Hey, can I have this kind of thing? Can I, can I, can I just touch? Wait, am I the only one that is feeling like this? Okay, you, you tell me. Have you, uh, how many of us here witness all like that inside of them? They don't feel anything about what that what is happening. It's like, ah, this man of God, okay, it's just normal, normal. How many, of, how many of us felt it was a normal thing that did not excite any? So how many? It's normal, eh? Ah, wow, you're powerful then. You would think that's normal. <laughs> no, not like it's a normal thing, just like common. As in, yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, not common. I don't know what you You see it every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. You don't like wow. Okay. Every day, yeah. Every day, okay. But before, it used to be wow. Uh-huh. Okay, then later I start something. Okay, okay. <laughs> but let's go back to that first time. When it was wow. That's the, that's the center, that's the, that's the time frame we are going to now. Hey. That time is no longer wow. We know there's a reason for that, right? Of course, some things, you know, may not necessarily be as it is anymore, but, but those things, they were actually real things. But the way we are saying they are normal, right? It's not in the way it should be normal. 
Oh, that is normal. That, that ah, is normal. It's from a kind of, let's say, it's not even really about the thing being too much. It's about the genuity of it, how genuine it is. Right? Is this thing genuine? Almost, that's almost like the posture that we give to it. But if we remove all that, remove all that, and then center on, okay, the genuity of something like this happening, come, and then healing or prophecy, and then those things were happening in a spiritual atmosphere. If in a spiritual atmosphere, there's a way your heart clicks to it. The truth of the matter is that you are a spiritual being. You can't say things like that sincerely in its purest form and ignore it. No, it will call to your soul. Why? Because there are actually things that your soul should be at home with. What do I mean by that? Is that those kind of things are things that have, see those prophecy, all those things, they are, they are, is a, is an, is an explanation of something inside the soul. So imagine when a man, a, a, a man of God comes, begins to prophesy, begins to see and talk about it. When you look at, into the operation of it, okay, how are you able to see that? You'll be wondering, how is he doing it? Maybe I don't even think like that. Just in the simple form of it, right? How are you doing it? When you move, you move into the operation of it, you realize that your soul likes it. You really want to know, how is this happening? So meaning that you're looking for the workings of it, Right? But that walking that was happening, those, they, they, they call those kind of things spiritual gifts. They are the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost distribute. Right? But those things, in as much as Holy Ghost as a gift can give it, it can also be angelic. Because they are, they are things inside the angels. Right? When an angel comes now, See, word of knowledge, word of wisdom is the natural working inside of them. And it's not a natural working as a gift. It's not, you know, angels don't have, <laughs> angels don't have gifts. Right? They are, they, what they have are workings. They have workings, that's the way they operate. So when an angel comes now, part of the working inside of it can be at play. You as a man can pick it. Because you are a spiritual being, I begin to connect with what that angel is seeing, perceiving, talking, and then you pick it, and then you begin to say it. Right? It could be so, it can be angelic. Right? Of course, it can come first as a gift of the Spirit, when all those gifts of the, like gifts of the Spirit, right? But gift of the Spirit can grow in a way, right? To su- such that it's so... Oh, let me put it, the best way I can explain it is the way Jesus was doing all those things. Do you know Jesus was not doing it by just gift of the Spirit? It's by a frame, just like angels. When Jesus was walking on water, it's not a miracle. He just, he walked on water because of his frame, right? When Jesus saw Nathaniel under the tree, Something didn't come over him, vroom, and then show him a vision. There's a Nathaniel under the tree. Sinata, Sinata, is a man with that guy. Right? It wasn't working like that. It was operating. As, when, if you look at the operation of it, it's, it worked into the nature of Jesus. Jesus was so blessed with spirit 
is, is, is the way you, you can't consider Jesus normal. The way men are normal like that time. No, you can't. No, like you and I know that, you know, we have to receive help, right? We are going to be like him. I'm saying in his time then, the way he was, he wasn't just trying to, maybe, you know, maybe you and I, the way we pray, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Father, then all of a sudden we break into visions. It's different. It's natural to him. Angels, it's natural to angels to have such things. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, all those operations. Uh-huh. But those things, the way they are inside of them, those angels, right? It's not there like something they have to try and do and all those things. It's there naturally. It's natural, it's natural of their make. It's part of their frame. They, they, as they are moving and they are smiling. You know, maybe you are walking on the street and you saw your friend, hi, Shade. That's the way they operate those things. It's their, it's their walkings. As maybe the same way you will go to the kitchen and begin to cook. And as you are cooking, you are cooking your food. You are walking inside of you. The spirit that is inside you. Not just the Holy Ghost. Right? Now the reason why they have to give us the Holy Ghost now is because of the fall. Now they had to restore. So, but what, I'm comparing Jesus with someone now. It's Adam. I believe and I perceive Adam was like that, the way Jesus was. You know, they called Jesus the second Adam, right? Now, what I want us to see is, you know, the way Adam saw, <coughs> excuse me, ah, time has gone. You know, the way Adam saw um, didn't see, the way Adam perceived the voice of God walking in the garden is natural to him. Gifts. <laughs> okay, so that operation, right, is not a gift of the spirit. It was part of his frame, part of his build. He's so spiritual in his frame, in his build, the way he was related with Eden, that he can perceive voice walking, the voice of God walking. Is, is, that is not an op- ordinary operation, or it's not an ordinary feat for a man to just descend. There are many souls that can't descend that today. Just descend the voice of God. You come to think of the voice of God walking in the garden, right? Part of the difficulty is how can souls, this God, this God thing that you're talking about, how can I not even know it's true? How can I, does he even talk to me? Does he, does he, I mean, everybody is saying, they hear something, they hear her. Everybody is saying, oh, spirit, 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 spirit. What's that now? I mean, I beg, let's live your life, man. No. The truth is there's actually a life in the spirit. There's, there's a real... Okay, let me put it this way. It's the world that has made us like that. So they killed something. The world killed light. The world killed spirit in souls, right? So much that spirit souls are no longer interested in spirit. Souls are no longer interested in spirit. Even for souls that are born again, journeying and walking in righteousness... So some way we have been awoken to righteousness. But the truth of the matter is that we just don't know some areas, many, 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 many areas that the Lord still needs to awaken us to spiritually, that we need to be awoken up. There's a, there's a spirit that we have to be awoken us, that we have to be awoken to inside, inwardly. Amen. There are things we need to discern spiritually as we grow in the spirit. But the only way to unlock it is when souls move into the spirit. 
journeying in the spirit. Souls must move and journey in the spirit. Amen. Amen. To discover any land of the spirit that souls have not seen before. You know what the Lord said to, to in the scripture? It says, eyes have not seen, eyes have not heard. What, what? As, as prepared. The truth of the matter is that eyes have not seen, eyes have not heard. What has prepared to them that what? Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is that you can see it. There's a way. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. The reason why ears and eyes, right? The reason why eyes are not seeing, ears are not hearing, is because of a lack. Right? Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what the Lord has. It means that life in the spirit is not something you will see. Right? Like you see, you know the way lecturers come and tell you titration is this, this, this. Mm. Life in the spirit is not, it's not like that. Life in the spirit is, there's a, there's a way to approach it. And the approach is actually don't know. Why? Because if you know it, we won't be the way that we are. If we know it, then we'll be like Adam. But how was Adam? Adam was a man living in the garden, full of life. When he saw animals, he was able to descend their name. Can we think more? How did Adam descend their name? It's from the spirit inside of him. Why? Because they came out of him. It's deep calling unto deep. It's spirit for spirit. Spirit for spirit. Amen. So, what Adam is filled up with, right, is a kind of material that every soul must be formed with. Amen. That material is what it, it, the truth, the way it is, it, it changes a whole lot about souls. It changes. Why? Because the soul has been altered before, like we said, I think it was on Tuesday. Souls have been altered. Souls have been altered. The moment Adam sinned, there was the tamper with his formation. Right? And then what now begins to happen is the spirit needs to find a way. Ah! How can I restore? Then Holy Ghost began another journey. It's journey of restoration. How? Instead of the tune of, the only tune. Why? Because the moment he ate, Adam ate of the fruit, right? All of a sudden he was awoken to something. Like I was explaining earlier about children. The way, the way a child is not awoken to the pool money can give. Then all of a sudden, imagine like adult. Hey, ah, money is important too. Now it takes age to grow to the point where you say money, hey, money, one million dollar. Hey. So what, what, what happens is that Adam grew age spiritually. The moment he ate, something grew in him. is a formation. Another material that was introduced into him. Amen? And the moment he began to relate with that kind of material, all kinds of thought, ideas began to spring up. So, that to tell us, ideas and thoughts are not ordinary. They're not biscuit. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a formation that brings that. Amen? After, after that, the first thing he thought of is, ah, I'm naked though. How did you know he was naked? That's the question God asked him. Adam, how did he say, oh, I heard your voice walking in the garden. Then I hid myself because I'm naked. How did you know he was naked? How did he descend that? It was because he was awoken to something. Something was, it means that immediately something started talking to him. 
Then he, and he believed it. And then, ah, I was naked. How did you know you are naked? Ah, have you eaten of the tree? Ah, you have put your hand on this. No, 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 no. Then they immediately took him out of the garden. For his own safety. It's not because of a curse. It's for his own safety. He dare not eat of the tree of life. Amen. Amen. And the moment it happened, a different material that can form was introduced. Amen. Which is why they need to introduce another Another forming, <coughs> another forming material and another operation of the spirit. <coughs> now, the formation that happened that formed Adam and man became, Adam became a living soul <coughs> can still happen and is still happening. How? It's by the spirit. Now, if souls want to become like Adam was, where they have spirit, to relate with things spiritual, they must learn to move into the spirit. Amen. One thing that me I know that the Lord wants us to do today, if there's any decision we have to make, is that our heart should be open towards the Lord. And what that means is that our heart to be open spiritually for the Lord to, <coughs> to come to us afresh in ways we've never seen him before. We want to encounter the Lord afresh. There's an opening that the Lord wants our heart to have. And for that to happen, Right? God must help us to see life in the spirit. The truth of the matter is that until souls begin to live in the spirit, we won't really truly discover the real reason for life. Everything will just become uh, routine, duty, work. There won't be any true sense of meaning to life. And this is the truth of the matter is that every soul is looking for true sense of meaning. If, if souls like, let them go Read this, study that. Uh, after maybe we study one thing or the other and then we graduate, okay, what can I do with my life? You know, there was a season on earth, I don't know, uh, that time. There was a season, I guess when we were still growing up, uh, right, when most of us were, there was a message going on at that time, is discovering purpose. And then there was all kinds of message coming out there. Ah, you have to discover your purpose. And everybody was discovering all kinds of purposes. Some were discovering, ah, my purpose is to maybe remove poverty from somewhere. Some were discovering, ah, I'm supposed to be a, a manager of a company. Some were discovering purpose. Mm, my purpose is to be a, a pilot. You know, when, they, when men discover those kind of things, then they feel they have a sense of purpose. But the truth of the matter, that's not the, that's not the real purpose for souls. Amen. If souls keep working, check it. Every day you are waking up, you are moving. Something is looking and launching for. I want to have a sense of purpose. Right? Now, what distracts us most of the time from that call is that somehow we find something we are doing that seems to fill the void in the moment. But check it. Once that season passes, bam, all of a sudden the soul is back to its state looking for purpose. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And somehow, somehow, God can not, not God, souls can be rearranged to now look for something to be doing again. Now, the doing is not the problem. The problem is that the focus is that the, the, the pursuit of the soul is not the true pursuit that the soul should have. To make it simple, what souls should pursue is the same as what Adam should be pursuing. Instead of Adam pursuing, and in a way, what Adam was pursuing in the garden is what they used to trick him to fall. But the truth of the matter, that's the, that's the real purpose that's the real purpose. 
has a real purpose, right? And the purpose for Adam in the garden is very simple. Adam tend to the garden, but here there's a tree there called tree of life. Can you take of that tree and eat it? Do you know that that's your vocation too? To be honest, this simplifies all kinds of things. Your vocation is to take, is to really go find the tree of life and eat it, just like Adam. Just that you can't just arrive there. <laughs> you can't just arrive there anyhow. To arrive at the tree, there's a path you must take, and there's a place to look for it. It's in the spirit. When you're going in the spirit and walking, looking for the tree of life, it doesn't mean that you'll be absent from going to work, from going to school. It doesn't mean that you'll be absent from, or you'll be excused from getting a job and all those things. No, no, no. It's within your life, within the arrangement of your life, you'll know the true purpose is to find God. You have, they will arrange courses in the spirit for you to arrive at that tree. But there are, there's a place, you must, there's, a, there's a positioning, there's an arrangement. There's a way you must be positioned. First is the soul must be looking for exploit in God. Just like Adam. You know, there's a, there's a reason why he couldn't eat of the tree immediately. This, they told us in the book of Revelation that the tree has fruits on it, right? And in that fruit, right, this fruit grows one kind. There are 12 kinds. One grows every month. It means that it's not the same course all through to the tree. So it must take first fruit, second one, until the twelfth one. Then they will say he has finished the curriculum of the tree. Then it can be sealed or it can, it can partake of the tree. Or they can say he has fully partaken of the tree. That was the vocation. You don't have any other vocation on earth than to do that. There's no other vocation. So while you are going to school, going to work, you know, do, doing things about life, you know, okay, 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 okay. Why is all, why am I arranged around all this? Why am I arranged around work? It's a very simple thing. It's to find a vocation in God. But the vocation of the tree for Adam, right, was in the spirit. So he was formed with spirit to go into a vocation which is in the spirit. They put the, they, they already framed it with some materials inside of him to be able to go in that vocation, Right? To, to enable him to, to be able to relate with things in that world, right? He has things to relate with things in the world where he, are, he was. That the moment he sinned, even though he has sinned, something has dropped in him. He's still not fully dead because he could still relate with the garden. He could still see things. It means that he still has something in him, right? So the truth of the matter is that our vocation really is to find God. And how do we find it? It's through life in the spirit. There is no way anybody... See, your true vocation is just to find God. Simple. Find him. Find his life. Finding God is not just... Hey! Boju, boju, oh! Peekaboo, where are you? No. It's not a peekaboo operation. Right? <laughs> you know what I say? You know sometimes when I talk about finding God, that was God I'm, I'm trying to round up. When we say we are, we are trying to find God, Right? It looks like, oh, where is God? Is God, is God in, in Jamaica? Okay, let's go to Jamaica and go and find God. Uh, then we'll take a plane and go there. No, it's not like that. Or maybe we'll say that we are in, uh, is God in Canada? And then everybody will take ship and go. Like, you know Jesus, when he was 
I think Matthew chapter 4 or so, 5, when he was healing the sick and raising the dead, right? Oh, sorry, he was not raising the dead, he was healing the sick, right? When he was healing the sick, he moved, is it to Capernaum, right? A lot of people heard. And then they quickly, ah, is Jesus there? Oh, how do they know Jesus? Okay, they really, they are healing the sick. That's how they know Jesus is there. It's not just that, right? It's not just, oh, where is Jesus? Jesus is in, let's say, Brandon. Oh, yeah, let's go to Brandon. No, it's not like that. Finding God, God can arrange, finding him around you. To find God, it just takes a kind of heart, an open heart towards God to actually discover him. Finding God is actually finding things, finding out things about God. Finding God really is knowing God. It's a discovery of all kinds of mysteries, of workings of life. The truth of the matter is that everything we know about life and outside God is a lie. They've lied to us. Spirits have lied. Not in a way, there's a way they arrange life. If I ask any random ordinary person, oh, how should life be? The way they will arrange it, have you ever heard anybody that would say, oh, life, oh, it's all about seeking God. Have you ever heard of it? Well, unless maybe you talk to a Christian. There's no way you will ever, ever hear souls talk some things like that. But the truth of the matter is that souls really should go and look for God. Say, ah, what's life? Life? Ah, life is finding God. That's the truth of the matter. It seems simple, Abby. And that's how it is. However, it's simple, but to get there is not simple. That's why they have to, first of all, baptize us and give us what? Spirit. And when they give us spirit, we have grace to journey in the spirit. You know that getting spirit is a, is, is a gradual process in the sense that you can have small spirit. What I'm saying, I'm talking about the infilling of the Holy Ghost now. Right? The infilling of the Holy Ghost is not just, ah, I'm filled. Okay, I can speak in tongue now and that's the end. No. See, all those things that God gives, like I said, God is a master builder. All those things that God gives, as we're going to. There's something about God that we must know. God has a beginning. He has an end. Whenever God begins something, there's an end to it. There's always an end to what God begins. So when God begins the journey of, eh, the soul getting born again. Okay, we love God. We go to church. We do other things. Awesome. But that's not the end of the journey. There's also things to learn. There's also things to know. There's a way souls should be positioned to begin to journey in the spirit. And then when you have found that somehow by mercy, if you have found that journey in the spirit, now it's diligence to continue in the spirit. It's diligence to continue in the spirit. Why? Because it's very easy to be complacent in the sense that, oh, I found it. Relax. No, 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 no. There's always a discovery. There's a way a source must be positioned to discover. And how does, how can a soul be, be positioned to discover? Is that so, the soul must never assume it has known. Right? Meaning that there's always be a, a launching in the, there's a position in inwardly to look for God. Ah, I don't know. Can I know him more? Yeah. Hey, okay, I want, I want to know Jesus. But then, what souls must do to truly, fully find God is that they must love life in the spirit. In the spirit is where the vocation of finding God is. That is where souls will really, really find true meaning to life. See all those baptism Holy Ghost and they're speaking in tongues? You know, it seems foolish. It's inside there they've, they've, they've wrapped and locked the discovery of God. 
the way God is arranged is such that if you are coming as a smart guy, I'm smart, and is it not? Uh, um, okay, okay, what's the proof that God exists? Okay, okay, you exist, God. Okay, okay. All right, okay, let me pray. Oh, Lord, give me car. Okay, car show. Ah, there's no proof now. I mean, I went to work. I get some money, all right, and then I bought a car. No, it's very easy to, especially in this world, it's very easy to explain God away. The way you're back home, you see people that spray every day. Lord, get, ah. You see, that means that there's something inside souls that is still tuned to God, right? But here, ah, everything's arranged now. All you have to do is go work, go to school, right? After you go to school, finish. All the ridiculous, the rigorous arrangement of school, you finish it. After I finish it, you get a good job. After I get a good job, okay. Start looking, okay, I'll buy a car, buy a house. What does that mean? It means that this, this area is actually designed to explain God away from life. But in Africa, where things are not working, there's no way you remove God. Things are not working. So therefore, you are, you are forced. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, you are forced to depend on God. But well, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to have. Because those kind of hearts, that posture is where God lands on. Eh? Not assuming, okay, I can do it myself if I just do this. No, 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 no. There must be a meekness in the heart for souls to really, really discover God. But the truth of that matter is that if souls have been looking for fulfillment, have been looking for, what am I going to do with my life? There's an answer. The answer is move into the spirit. And I know all of us are Christians. So we go, ah, I'm more Christian now. What do you mean? Ah, there's a life in the spirit that's not just about being born again, speaking in tongue. The life in the spirit Right, is about discovery. Ah! Okay, it's a simple thing. After you got born again, will I say, ah, I've just discovered that? No, it was journey to journey to journey to journey. And upon that is journeying further into the spirit. We must be comfortable with moving into the spirit. But there can be limitations in those areas, which is we are not open to go like, ah, no, let me just arrange things like I was saying as a smart guy. Also, no, I know too much, and God can't be like that. No, there is, God will not come to you like that. There must be a meekness in the heart for souls to really, really experience God. And then when you say God has designed foolishness, it's foolishness that God designed to come through. It will save them by true foolishness of preaching. Imagine just us men sitting down and then preaching, we are preaching, and then they say it's through this kind of arrangement, God is going to bring salvation. Imagine. It seems foolish, right? But you'll be surprised that's how it is. That God has arranged it. So it's, it's foolish things that God uses. Right? So when souls want to discover God, souls must be learned to be what? Foolish. When I say foolish, I'm not saying you don't have sense. So. Hmm. If you want to define what does foolishness mean, look at a child. How are they? Free. Free. Not afraid to launch into new territories. Free. When you put them in a, a ground that they, they will move, ah, they start running. Look at the heart. It's a heart. There's a freedom. Not, mm, okay, God, stay there. No. There's a freedom the Lord wants hearts to have and the willingness to launch into life in the spirit. Life in the spirit is sweet. It's awesome. It's beautiful. But we must learn to move into the spirit. Move further into the spirit. Because there are treasures in the spirit, right? It's inside the spirit. Everything is locked. What are the kind of treasures you find in the spirit? Righteousness. 
peace, joy. You know that all the joy that you don't find in the spirit that seems like you are joyful is all true. True joy, really, is in the spirit. There's no joy in getting a car and buying the house. Oh, me, I got a joy. There's no joy there. How you know there's no joy is that after you got the thing finished, give it two days, three days, four days. I mean, it lasts, lasts one month. That one is even too much, baby. After one month, the joy of the thing is gone. You saw he's looking for another thing, right? If you want to, if, okay, let's say you want to research, just check it, look at it. Maybe, what, what are the things that truly gives me joy? You know, when souls have not counted those things, they don't really discover what they love. Check it. What are the things that truly gives me joy? Check it. There are either things outside God, which they have their own purpose, which is to lure souls away. That one is an arrangement of the evil Pied Piper. Well, the thing about pipe piping is that when they, when they are blowing the flute, souls can't resist. They will follow the flow. Hey, what's happening? When Satan is piping like that, souls won't, most souls who have a resistance will just, ah, okay, that's the way the world is going. That's the way they, they just follow. But there's another one, another pipe piper, who is the Holy Ghost, who knows how to play the tune of life, the kind of tune that God receives, hears, smells, takes, why? which your soul should be able to give him. There's a way the soul of Adam was moving in the garden before he fell. The moment he fell, the movement changed. The sound changed. It's like, you know when you're stringing a cord and all of a sudden it just hits one wrong cord. You know, there's a way to sound. Ah, God knows something's wrong. But God can tune the soul again. The way to retune the soul is by the spirit. So it's the spirit that can retune the soul. In every way, souls needs to be retuned is the spirit. Think about it now. Any way that I should be tuned right now, the answer is in the spirit. Any way I should be configured, the answer is in the spirit. And then why is the answer always in the spirit? Because the spirit is where your vo- true vocation, the true discovery of the soul is in the spirit. Until souls launch in the spirit, we don't truly truly, truly really discover what is inside here. Yeah. Every time it's always question. Question. Ah, what am I going to do? But once you have that settled, that's where your heart is just settled. And you now know the reason for life. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. This is the reason. Oh. Then, work, school, and I won't be giving you problem. Right? Husband, wife won't give each other problem. Because they will know that their salvation is arranged. There's, there's a reason for the, there's the arrangement of their salvation, right? And it's, it's about a life in the spirit and getting something in the spirit. The things you get in it don't, doesn't look like car, house, good, but there are, there are true things in the spirit that is not car, that is not house. Imagine, have you ever thought, what, how does righteousness look like? Have you ever thought, how does joy look like in the spirit? There's a way they look, there's a way they, there's a way they behave. There's tr- and there's what you call true joy. Everything the world gives is all lies. But true joy comes from God and is in the spirit. Because righteousness, peace, and joy are in the spirit. Amen. Are we blessed today? Can we just begin to bless the name of the Lord? Father, we thank you. Can we just pray that the Lord will give us strength to fall in love with life in the spirit? That's just the, the prayer in my heart. Can we pray that the Lord will give us grace strength to fall in love if we love life in the spirit, can we pray for more grace to fall in love more? Why? Because 
there's always something about the spirit is that it can come in measures and there's a point where it is full. And what we are targeting is the fullness of the spirit. That's what we are targeting. We have to come into all the fullness of the spirit. Eh? Even though in the spirit there are even different kinds of fullnesses. There's the fullness of the Holy Ghost, there's the fullness of the Lord, and there's the fullness of the eternal spirit. They are all fullnesses. Right? Because there are phases in the spirit. Can we pray that this spirit life that has been spoken about today, maybe for some reason you're like, ah, what does that even look like? Just say, Lord, can you make me see it? Can you bring me into this life? Can you show me? Can you give supply spirit to discover this life? And uh, can we pray more that even in discovery of this life that we will find grace to journey more, to journey further into the spirit for our salvation. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you for today. We give you all the praise. We say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done to us, speaking to us concerning life in the spirit. Father, we pray that all that you have to give in spirit, Lord, you will supply to each and every one of us. Lord, the arrangement, the discovery of spirit, Lord, you will put around each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. The the formation of spirit is a discovery of life. Father, we pray that you will give us grace to keep rediscovering your life over and over and over in the name of Jesus. Amen. Give strength to our hearts to receive from you. We give you all the praise. Thank you, our Father, for in Jesus' precious name. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim Shine for you dwell between the cherubim shine for.